0: The Historian by Elizabeth Kostova is a lush, suspenseful, and beautifully written tale of an academic's daughter who goes in search of the hidden connections between her family and the 15th century reign of Vlad the Impaler. The novel journeys through the libraries and monasteries of Eastern Europe, and every mystery opens up a new set of questions. Hello and welcome to The Best Book Ever, the podcast where we get to know interesting people by asking them about their favorite book. I'm your host, Julie Strauss, and joining me today is Liam Jenkins, the Hampshire-born middle-grade author of the Dylan McFinn Chronicles. Liam loves to read dense philosophical works and suspenseful academic thrillers, and I was delighted that he joined me today to talk about why The Historian by Elizabeth Kostova is the best book ever. Hi, Liam. Welcome to the Best Book Ever podcast.
1: Pleasure to be here. Thank you very much.
0: Will you tell my listeners about your own writing before we get into other people's books? First of all, how how did you become a writer? Let's start there.
1: I was in public relations for a while, um, uh, writing copy and press releases. And and the industry was uh, financial services, so it was incredibly dull, incredibly boring. But I really enjoyed the craft. I really enjoyed the craft of writing and how a press release would hang, and how an art- article would hang, and the points that you could get across. Mm. So it was something that really piqued my my interest, and I thought, like, "Oh, I really enjoy writing." So um, I've always had a, a, a vivid imagination, and I, I, I uh, on a family holiday once, we, we just went. Uh, um, I just said, "I'm going to write a book," um, and, and and they went, "Oh yeah, okay, whatever."
0: <laughs> the the place that you were visiting is what gave you the inspiration.
1: Yeah, yeah, we we went on uh, family well. There's two reasons: family holiday in uh, Madeira, Portugal, is a tiny, tiny little island off the coast of Portugal. If you if we ever are allowed to travel properly again, then I strongly recommend you go there because it's like East meets West. You know, Africa meets the Mediterranean. So you've got these beautiful buildings, but then you, you've got the, the sort of the African feel. And i was just like this place is really quite stunning and it was quite magical as well because they've got their own like, microclimate, um uh, so that the food is out of this world and 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 uh, some of the fish and things that you just don't get anywhere else in the world live live on this um tiny tiny little rock and uh, it's like the um, the scabbard fish which live four or five hundred meters down which looks like a really disgusting colored um it, it looks slimy and black and it's got massive teeth and and it lives on well it doesn't live on the island but it lives you know deep in the ocean and near the island but it, it, that's the only place you get it and it's things like that and i just it really really sparked my imagination i just went i'm gonna write a, a book i'm just gonna write a kid's book and um yeah i did
0: is your kid's book about madeira
1: no, no, it's it's about the Pacific. Actually, it's it's about Fiji and the Pacific Island. The you know it's one of the little archipelago islands and what have you that scatter uh, Tonga and Fiji are, are quite amazing. And and the, all the mammals and and, and fish and people. It's just a great. it's just, again it's out of a storybook. So I just I'm going to uh, create a little island within the other islands. All this stuff happens, and um, yeah, that's that's where the book is based, which is in Fiji.
0: And it's a children's book.
1: It is. If you're a fan of Percy Jackson and, dare we say, you know, Harry Potter, then it sits within that genre. So, you know, my, my protagonist Dylan McFinn is very much a a young boy uh, about to uh, embark on his teens, uh, and, and and stuff happens which um, he had no idea um uh he, he was connected to so uh that, that you, you can see the the sort of the the, the similarities there with the characters kind of opposed to jackson harry potter and, you know hopefully dylan one day will be as big as
0: what's your plan do you it, will it be a, a long series or do you plan on expanding the island or what what's your dream for this
1: the dream is um yes it, 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 i'm already drafting book three um, so I'm, I'm reckoning five books, maybe, maybe six, because mm-hmm. I know the beginning, I know the end, but this bit in the middle, yes. I don't know how we're going to get there. So oh
0: God, the middle's the worst. <laughs> it is the worst yeah. It's so hard.
1: <laughs>
0: it is hard. I'm so fascinated by creative sparks. And it's really interesting to me that this, this holiday that you were on, In a different island, in a different part of the world, sparked this story. And it's almost like, it's almost like rest itself creates things.
1: It's quite interesting because um, lockdown uh, pandemic and what have you gave you a lot of time to think and be bored. Um, (laughs) And I looked at meditation. Um, and I I did a lot of meditation and, you know, you look at your health and things because there's nothing else to do. Um, (laughs) we now now have a 10 month old baby again. Oh, congratulations. Thank you, but there was nothing else to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A lot of pandemic babies, I think.
1: (laughs) Um, but, um, there's a lot to be said for being bored. Um, if you, and it's hard because if you take, we're just distracted all the time with smartphones and, and, and you know, Netflix specials and um, work and family life and paying bills and everything else in the world that's going on, um, you are in a constant state of distraction. Yeah. But if you can take yourself out of that and be bored, I mean, like staring at the ceiling board, you know, picking the, Fluff out your belly button board, then <laughs> that's when that's when the creative spark happens. That's when the, the the channel comes in because you've also it's almost like a a factory setting reset on your brain, and you just and it just goes oh what about that? It's incredibly important. We do we take it for granted actually because you know <clears throat> we're always told we must be creating, we must be doing, we must be on brand, we must be this, we must be that. If you weigh too heavy one side. And you lose the other side. You know, it's know, that's what I call shadow work, isn't it? But so, if you can balance that off, or even just dip into that utter boredom, then that's where the spark happens. So you, you're absolutely right. You know, I, I, on holiday, I was not bored, but I was relaxed, and yeah, uh, and all of a sudden, the the creative flow kicked in.
0: I don't know. Uh, I just think creativity, for the sake of it, is really, really good for us.
1: It's important. Everyone goes, Oh, I'm not creative. And that's that's not true. Everyone's creative in some way, shape or form. You just need to give it the space to to, to, to grow.
0: Yeah.
1: Um you, and whatever that may be, you know, everyone's got some form of talent. You just need to be mindful of it and watch, watch for it, I guess. Um but we're we're quite a creative family. We 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 we're very um keen on on giving that space for it, you know, it's because it's important, it plays a big part in life.
0: Were you raised in a creative family?
1: No, no, not really. Um, my uh, my parents were, but they're, they're not. You know, my mum is creative, but she she says she isn't. Mm. Um, and it was it was very much get a job, you know, get a house, get a mortgage, kick your head down, then you die. You know, that sort of attitude like, something. Well, it's got me more to it than that, surely, um, and that's always been the struggle for me. I'm always, and I think it, I do want more, and that's something I, I need to get better at. Which is, you know, being thankful for what you've got. But I'm always on the press to to do more. Um, that's hence why I kept going with the book. You know, I just thought I've got to do this. I've got to get it out of there, even if my own. Because I think you get to a point where you're like, I have to, I have to finish it. I can't let this fall, fall away at the wayside. And a lot of people do that, you know, they start product, uh, projects as well. And that drifts off.
0: And your books have an ecological angle. They do. Right. And it was that inspired by having a baby? Did that all of a sudden become an important issue for you?
1: Mm-hmm. No, it's been, it's been an important issue for a while for me. Um, because... Uh, who knows what's going to happen? But, you know, I think it's, if we can all do one thing, then then it's one thing more than we were doing. Um, and it's raising that awareness. I, I, it's not, I've tried to make it not preachy at all. You know, it's, it's a theme which runs through it, but there's a much bigger storyline which intertwines around it. You know, I'm not really thumping at home. It's just, I'm, I'm building it into the story.
0: Were you a reader when you were a kid?
1: It was, and then puberty kicked in, <laughs> and then my my interest skewed onto something else, obviously. And then when that subsided a touch, then I got back into a love of reading. Um, but yeah, I was I was quite an avid reader as, as a kid, and it was it was uh, Terry. I don't know if you guys get Terry Pratchett books. Oh
0: sure, yeah. Yeah,
1: he was a big influence. And, uh, yeah, I loved his books, you know, More and Discworld, and um, really sparked off an interest. He was such a great storyteller. Um,
0: Terry Pratchett is someone who's always intimidated me a little bit because he has a giant catalogue, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's, he's, I, I don't know where to start. I've never read any of his work, but he's been recommended to me many, many times over the years.
1: They're, they're all sort of standalone stories. Um but there's uh, and they actually range they're, they're quite um you know you have stories which appeal to younger kids and then older kids he's actually he's quite a fantastic writer he's quite skilled um but you have the carpet people coming back to me now uh, but uh, but yeah if anyone is look if, if you know if fantasy and different realms and different worlds are your cup of tea then definitely check out Terry Pratchett he's a wonderful world builder and character builder as well.
0: What do you read these days? What type of genres do you lean toward?
1: I, I'm very, I do like a self-help book. Um, you know, uh, um, I was reading The Stoics not long ago. Um, Tony Robbins, recently read his book. Mm-hmm. Big fan of Russell Brown. He's a big um, influence in my life, but he's he's changed a lot um and he's become much more of a there, I say the word guru, but that—that's kind yeah. of the the channel that he's moved into. Um, very spiritual. Um, so I, lis- I listen. I listen to a lot of his. Uh, you know, I don't have time with a baby um, to read. You know,
0: <laughs> oh, the, no, I know but, it was an unfair question. I know what it feels like to have a ten-month-old, and. <laughs> but but
1: um, I do listen to to mm-hmm. stories um, and books. Um, I listened to The Sandman, um, that was on. Audible, and that was a that was a fantastic book um was it um the victor frankel um the meaning of life uh, meaning of life i think i don't know if you've heard of that book uh
0: man search for meaning
1: that's it you've got it yeah but uh, i i've tried to, to you know dip my tongue into most stuff uh, that was a that was a um one of the lockdowns and yeah we have so many over here from mm-hmm. you know that was one of them um but that that was uh if you're feeling a bit down about life, then listen to that book. Cause that's quite impressive. You know, more than impressive.
0: It never would have occurred to me to listen to that one on audio. What's that experience like? Cause I read it in a, in a paper copy and I remember having to set it down a lot and think.
1: Yeah. yeah I, I was gardening at the time. Um, mm. I listened to the, the whole book in a day. Cause it was only about four or five hours long.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, to listen to, but it, it really it shunted everything into perspective, you know, that <laughs> it's not that bad. Um, you know, and he the way that he made or well, they made um the best out of a bad situation. It was gallows humour, wasn't it, in the end of it. And um, they they just they just adapted to that scenario. That awful, awful scenario. Um you know, for those who haven't read it, it's 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 about he, he grew up in um it was a young man in the uh, uh, Anschwitz wasn't it and uh, he was in the concentration camps and he basically survived it and he got out and he then he was a professor um and that's one of the reasons why he he managed to get through because he was considered you know useful in that um but you know it was like when he was saying it was a it was a left or right scenario you know if you were point if, if you were shown left then you died if you were shown right you lived and he was shown right You know, things like that. It was was mad. Really good book, though. But you've got to be in the right mindset. Yeah, I've got my phone here. I've got. I have a quick look at my um, Audible selection, Mind Magic Methods: A Complete Magical System. I'm listening to that. I'm listening to that. That's a book about, I suppose, the Law of Attraction. I guess, but it's it's um, the Law of the Universe. And but it's in under the. Guys of magic and you know these mages and wizards and witches have known for eons how to control certain things and i just found it quite interesting so i'm reading that one. Oh, that was the other one i read which was fantastic um the um, hg wells books uh which was the um the island of dr Moreau. that's wicked that's a great book
0: i don't think i've ever read that i think i saw the movie isn't that a movie with um a
1: movie with uh, marlon brando
0: marlon brando
1: he sat there fanning himself, um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> yeah and, and, but yeah. is the the book's good
1: he looks so much better, of course, as of they course. but he uh, he gets washed up on a on a shore on this suspicious looking island, and there's all these sort of spliced hybrid um creatures and characters on the island and if you think that that book was written 100, 150 years ago in comparison to now. It's quite scary.
0: Do you remember how you first came across the historian?
1: The historian was a present, and somebody went to me, "You're like this," and I went, "Okay." And they were absolutely right. I read the first couple of pages, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm hooked onto this." I think it's the book that I've read the most or reread the most. I've read it about five times. Yeah, and I've listened to it about twice, twice or three times.
0: Which format do you prefer?
1: I think listening. Um, because the audio book is actually really, really, really good.
0: The first time I read it, I read, I read it several years ago in paperback format. And then for this podcast, I listened to it and then didn't realize until I went and started researching it, that there are two audio versions available. One is abridged and one's the entire book. And the one with the multiple narrators, that's abridged. That's a much shorter version of the book. Did you, did you listen to that Uh, one?
1: didn't know that um let me check see which one i've been listening to
0: the one with joanne wally as the daughter
1: Uh, yeah uh uh, joanne wally yeah
0: there is an abridged version and an unabridged version and the joanne wally one is 12 hours long i believe um which is abridged. i couldn't I don't remember the book well enough to know what was cut out. So I don't know. Cause it was very.
1: Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. All I know is that, that it's really incredibly well written. It's just very descriptive and at the pace it's really great, but it's like these wonderful sort of lavish brushstrokes, isn't it? I think, and it's just really um, indulgent and it's, it just feels like, I don't know, like Velvet, or it just feels like that. It just For me, that's how it feels, that book. It just feels like a real indulgent book, and you sit there, okay, all right, spoilers, it's about vampires, but, you know, you kind of know that straight away, don't you, when you read the first couple of pages. But it's how it all, and that's, a, well, okay, going back to your point that you made earlier, the historian is an influence, because I think, not necessarily my book is about vampires, it isn't, but the way that... um Elizabeth Kostova did that beautiful way that she's sort of slowly all all, these, all the chapters are coming into one, aren't they? Uh, you know so you've got these three or four um, characters which are going into one, yeah, they're then slowly coming together, aren't they? And she does that really, really well, I thought you know I love European history and it talks about ancient um, Turkey or you know um, Constantinople as it was, and then you know that's the mouth where. East meets West, and
0: God, I love what you just said. That it feels like velvet. I've never heard a book described like that before, and that mm. is perfect. That is <laughs> exactly right for this yeah.
1: book. Yeah, yeah, it does. It feels like, or some sort of, you know, smoking jacket that you put on. And it like
0: I read velvet. a review of it that said, that "I, I want to read you this quote because I thought it was so perfectly said. Instead of that, it's a Dracula story, but instead of fetishizing blood." Kostova fetishizes documents, manuscripts, yeah. maps, and letters, and yeah. the places that house them, like libraries, archives, and monasteries.
1: That's what I love. Yeah. That's what I love. It's, the, it's, the, um, it's the detail to that and the importance of that detail, because I will read something and, and go, well, I hate to pick holes in it, but I do it all the time. You know, if I'm watching something, I go, well, that continue continuities off you know like you're watching something and the clock says 5 past 9 you go back and it's half 11 you like, well, what the fuck you yes. know but it puts me off and she was or is incredible impeccable in fact at that and and that's why I, like. I mean you, the whole vampire thing is a side note yeah.
0: it is and it's funny that it's it, it's always talked about as a vampire novel and you're mm. right it's a side note it's it's a it's almost like a russian Russian dolls nesting a story within a story within a story yes. as she goes back and here's her father's story. Who's telling his professor's story. Who's telling of his adventure. And I kept thinking each layer is so complex.
1: Yeah, it really is. Did,
0: did you have a hard time adjusting to the way the stories continue to nest inside each other? Or did you, were you able to pick up on that quickly?
1: It took a bit of adjusting, but, um, that's what I mean. I, I, I put it down for a while because you're like, oh, it's making my head hurt a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, and then I picked it up and then I really got stuck into it. But um, but yeah, you, you have to adjust. But um, yeah, it's just really, it's a real work of art.
0: Who do you recommend this book to? When you're talking books with your friends, what type of reader do you think would like this book?
1: I, rec- I recommend it to everybody. You know, really? I recommend I recommended it to my wife. Jen says so you must read it um, because it's a, it's just a really wicked. It's one I think it's one of the novels that slipped under, but I think it's one of the you yeah, know one day day you say it, but one of the greats. You know,
0: because
1: mm. um, pound for pound, it is a really really beautifully written book. Um, I think anyone who has a an interest in reading should read this because. It's, it, I think it's for the love of the craft actually you know that book you can there's so much love in that book you can you can feel it um I uh, so I mean I think people get put off because it's probably considered vampiric or you know it's in that genre I and mean, then oh that's not my cup of tea you know it's not it's not part of the whole story and in fact you know when these sort of well, undead characters come and you know actors scouts or whatever if uh, it, it's just so well well written it's really eerie it's really it feels really dark and dusty and fusty and it's just i just think it's brilliant
0: i think it's kind of billed as um like an academic adventure i see it lumped together with those um dan brown dan brown thank you I I feel like this book is always lumped in with Dan Brown, and it didn't. That doesn't feel right to me at all because those are so much action.
1: Yes, it feels to me like um, a female version of Indiana Jones, but not necessarily with the action. You know that wonderful bit at the beginning when they're building, like the, the, the the story building. That's how it feels to me. And then you get that wonderful sort of screenshot where you see the plane going across the screen. To,
0: yeah.
1: You know, whatever. But that's how I see it within, you know, like, like taking the train across to Turkey and Istanbul and um, Hungary and you know, all these different places trying to find her dad. That's, that's, how I, that's how I see it.
0: I think it's for people who walk into, and you have a lot more access to this where you live than I do here in the States, but people who walk into old buildings and sort of get the chills like there are a lot of stories in these walls. If I oh, yeah, we,
1: we Yeah, we got pubs in over here which are, you know, fifteenth century. You, you know, we're very lucky actually, UK to have that. We take it all for granted. But um yeah, there's buildings here which which hold their own stories. But they're they're the they're the places that I we got pubs on the road, which is very similar, sort of thing. For me, I just sit. It's not necessarily getting, you know, pissed up. It's a case of you sit there and it's it's um, taking in the atmosphere because it's steeped in it.
0: Have you traveled to any of the, the locales that are in The Historian? Or Do you have any familiarity with those parts of the world?
1: I've been to Turkey, been to Egypt, so it's it's in that, um, in my mind's eye, it's in that remit, you know, kind of piecing it together. Hungary, I've been to Austria, so I've got, I got the feel for it, you know. Well,
0: um, you've been a lot of places. A lot of these sort of old European,
1: yeah, historical um,
0: places, uh,
1: fucking Brexit, but
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Yes. where we have the you know, the wonderful. I consider myself a European, you know, I've got a European passport. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, a side note Brexit is a complete ball ache, it's a waste of fucking time, anyway. Um, but yes, I, I we used to go to. Loads of different European countries: Spain, um, France, south of France, um, Italy. Yeah, it's only when you go, and when you go into sort of Turkey and Greece, because I've been there as well, is that it's the history. It's the history there that you, and Rome as well. I mean, Italy, but it's the um, it's the, uh, the the history there. You, you just feel it. You just can just feel it
0: yeah this is also a book in addition to all the literary merits it's a it's very much a book that sparks wanderlust yeah do we catch up on what you're actually in the middle of right now
1: <laughs> yeah i am actually listening to origin uh again dan brown that's pretty cool oh you
0: know? how, what's that one about
1: that one uh well spoiler alert ladies and gentlemen if anybody's ever heard it but this is about artificial intelligence this one and <laughs> uh uh there is a, you know, Musk character who de- finds this um, as, he's got a, like a, a timeline and he realises that the the human race, they think it's aliens to begin with. And he, he says there's something else, which at a certain point in the human um, you know, evolution, we get taken over by something. And it turns out it's artificial intelligence and, you know, Surprise! Surprise! You know it is. We it's just well, we just haven't had it integrated in our bodies yet. But you know, we can't we can't go without anywhere without them anymore, can we? So they're part of us. So but that is a very very brief snapshot of that book. But it, again, it's a it's a Dan Brown special. It's really good. I think it's really good. I like his stuff. I do enjoy his stuff.
0: Will you tell my listeners where they can find you and your work? Of course, of
1: course I can. Yeah. So. You can find me on the socials. Um, You know, I'm on Facebook, uh, Dylan McFinn Chronicles. Um, Look me up. I'm on there. Um, Instagram is um, Liam Jenkins official. Liam underscore Jenkins underscore official. Um, that's my Twitter uh, Instagram handle. Um, And I've also got my uh, website, which is Liam Jenkins uh, official, I think. Um, And you can yeah, you can get my book on there on you know any of those platforms um, you can get it on Barnes & Noble I think definitely get it on Amazon
0: well I want to thank you for joining me today and I hope you'll come back anytime you have a book you want to tell me about, this was great fun to read and great fun to talk about
1: yeah likewise, great fun, really enjoyed it
0: Bookworms, tell me what you think of this book are you a fan of the Dracula legend and the many iterations of it we've seen over the years? What do you think this book gets right or wrong? I would love to hear your thoughts. Let me know on Instagram at Best Book Ever Podcast. Remember, you can find links to all the books we discussed in the show notes or at my website, bestbookeverpodcast.com. And if you have a book you want to tell me about, click on the Be a Guest button on my website or Instagram bio so we can chat. Thank you for joining me today, and I will see you at the library.
1: just see one thing through from the very beginning to the very end see where you get that that sense of accomplishment is 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 really quite great